Hi, this is the Chinese Mythology Podcast. I'm Yang. I like to tell stories I grew up with to my husband Eric. I'm Eric. I like listening to stories, especially from Yang. The Valentine's Day already passed. I don't know how your dates went. If you had one, today we'll tell a story. Maybe that you might get some tips for a date. This story is from the book Qin Shi from the Ming Dynasty, around the 17th century. In the book, it says, "In the kingdom Shu, a little princess was born. They found a nanny from outside to take care of the princess. The nanny had a son, and she couldn't live without him, so she brought her son along to the palace." The son and the princess grew up together. Years later, the nanny and his son left the palace since both of the kids were growing up. The boy got love sickness not too long after moving away from the princess. One day, the nanny visited the princess in the castle, and she looked worried. The princess asked what happened. The nanny told her about her son and and his love sickness for her. The princess remembered the boy she grew up with and agreed to meet with the boy at certain date in the temple outside of the castle secretly. It's almost the same phrase, love sickness in Chinese, right? Yeah, I think we mentioned this in some stories before. In Chinese, is probably commonly known as xiang si bing, like missing sickness. From the description of the text, I don't think the princess really had a thing for the boy, but she still agreed to meet him. On the date, the young man arrived really early at the temple and waited and waited. Maybe he was too excited the last night, so he fell asleep. When the princess arrived, he was still sleeping. The princess stayed there and waited for a really long time. The boy was still sleeping. So the princess put a jade hoop they played together as kids on his body and laughed. When the boy woke up, seeing the jade hoop, he realized the princess was there. Oh no! He thought about this whole thing. He fell asleep and couldn't stop blaming himself. In the end, his anger grew so much that the angerness became fire and burned down the whole temple. That's the end of the story. That is very dramatic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe in a lot of cartoons, I feel like there are those scenes that your emotions became something objective. It's like in physics, everything has some energy, including maybe emotions. And his energy from his angerness became fire. Actually, the word anger fire is a Chinese word. And there's expressions like you have anger fired in your heart in Chinese. I think someone could just have like fiery emotions. No, fire is definitely. Tied with anger. I mean, look at the anger character in the Pixar movie Inside Out. He was always catching on fire when he'd get upset. Yeah, I, I was curious where this connection's from. 
I know in both Chinese culture and Greek philosophy, there are those elements of nature, either four or five. In terms of emotions, anger is related with fire. Maybe when people are angry, you're sweating, your body temperature increases. Yeah, it's funny. I actually in high school, I we were studying the Middle Ages, and and I actually did a report that was all about how they had this whole elaborate theory of the different fluids in your body and how they relate to the elements, and how when they're out of balance, it changes your emotions. And and yeah, fire was anger, and bile I think was the fluid. <laughs> I think it really does change your temperature, different emotions.、Mm-hmm. If you want to find more information about this story and all the other stories we talk about in the past, please visit our website, ChineseMythologyPodcast.com. You can find our social media, and we have a Patreon account. We appreciate all the support you gave us, which keeps our podcast going. That's for today's episode. Thanks for listening. See you next time.